McKinney? Here. Rumble. Goodmore? Here. Revere? Here. Wood? Here. We have a quorum. I'm going to shut my phone off. Uh, and what we'll do at this time is take our customary few minutes to see which items members of the finance committee uh, at this historic moment. Yes? We'd like to welcome Alderperson Skidmore. Yes. Uh, and find out what items here people want separation. And then we'll take a motion to adopt a consent calendar. Okay. And I'm told number six needs to be placed on file without prejudice. And 17 needs to be referred to a future meeting. So, uh, let's start. Who wishes to start in terms of identifying items for separation? Alderman Verveer. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I actually, believe it or not, only have three issues I have questions yes. on at this point. They are agenda items number nine, 14, and 32. Nine, 14, and 32. Thank you. Are there any other items that members of the Finance Committee wish to pull for separation. In that case, can I have a motion uh, as the former president of the council, Alderman Revere, can I have a motion please to suspend the rules to take up a consent motion? My pleasure, so moved. Is there a second? Second. Motion and a second. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. We suspended the rules to take up the consent motion. Can we have a motion to adapt? All items except for 9, 14, and 32, and that the motion will include the placing of file of item 6. I'll wait a moment here. We were just about to uh, adopt a consent motion. So. The staff thought they'd get out of here so early. <laughs> I saw all the jaws on the floor. <laughs> so few items on our consent. Separation. So here's, here's where we're at. Um, once we get our motion... You knew it was a legal issue, right? <laughs> you can blame the lawyers, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so here's where we're at at this time. There's five items of note. Item six is going to be placed on file without prejudice. Items 9 are pulled for separation. Item 14 is pulled for separation. 
Item 17 is going to be referred to a future meeting of the Finance Committee. And item 32 will be pulled for separation. If you want to take a moment to determine if there's any other items that uh, you wish to have pulled for discussion or change. Okay, can you give us a motion then uh, to move adopt move. or all of these? I move to adopt all the following as presented. Item number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number seven, number eight, number ten, number eleven, number twelve, number thirteen, number fifteen, number sixteen, Number 18, number 19, number 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 through 31, <laughs> 33, 34, and 35. And in additional, with that motion to put item number 6 on file. and Without prejudice. Without prejudice. And to refer item number 17 to a future finance committee. Is there a second? Second. Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Don't everybody get up and leave at once. But they are anyway. <laughs> they are. They're leaving. Look at the thousands of dollars we're saving with this efficiency. Okay, we'll take a motion on item nine. Uh, approval of item nine. Motion second. to approve item nine. Is there a second? Second. Motion and a second on item nine. We have a team coming up to the front. You guys want to identify yourselves and present the issue. I'm Gene Hoffman. I'm the facility manager for the city. John Evans with City Engineering. And why is this item so special? I can explain why I think it's so special. Shall I proceed now? Please. With my question or two. Well, obviously, I think we're all big fans of solar, so that's special for that reason, of course. My, my question was I didn't quite understand the, the uh, second. I didn't understand totally the rationale for a sole source contract in terms of the second whereas clause or building automation system protocol is standardized on Honeywell. Mm -hmm. In other words, yada, yada, Control Works is the only authorized Honeywell vendor in Madison. So my question wasn't so much about Warner Park Community Rec Center. It was about explaining to me the second whereas clause and does this mean citywide? Because I don't remember sole source contracts where we can only, we have to use Honeywell equipment and we have to use only one vendor and that's the case. Can you um, Honeywell has territories and so Honey, uh, Control Works is the only territory here that does Honeywell. And there is a company in Milwaukee, but um, frankly, 
having the vendor here in Madison, uh, we have much, I mean, the service is much better if we have the vendor from here, from this territory. So I guess, I'm sorry, my question, Jean, was more, is this only Warner Park? Or is we it have, all city we buildings? have, like, so we have, have so Honeywell, yeah, Honeywell is our building automation system. So it, it computerized manages all of our ventilation, heating, and cooling on the buildings that we have it. And I would say we have approximately 35, 35 buildings that are on it currently. As we do remodels and new construction, we put BAS on all of our um, new buildings. Obviously, some of the older ones don't have that kind of automation. Um, Warner Park had an actual older, non-Honeywell version of a BAS, and they need to upgrade it, and we would like to bring it into the same standard that all the other buildings are using so that we can cross-train, again, you know, with all of our city agencies that have building automation systems. Or will this be the only solar installation that where we have to use Honeywell? Or no. So many no. of, so you've had to do this in the past? You've done sole source resolutions for solar installations in the past, and I just don't remember we that rationale have, of only one vendor. We have done sole source for Honeywell. Um, again, it's building automation systems, so it's across the board. It's not just solar. Most of the time, depending on what we have done, it's under purchasing guidelines where it doesn't require, it's not over $25,000. I see. Okay. Does Thank you. Sense? Thank you for explaining this. Uh-huh. For the questions or discussion? Seeing none on the question, which is adoption. Do we have a motion to adopt? Yes. Yes. Okay, all those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Motion carries. That takes us to item number 14, amending the capital budget to increase the funding for the Capital East parking garage. Is there a motion, please? Move approval. Is there a second? Second. Motion and a second. Do you guys want to start with a presentation or do you want to start with questions? Either one is fine. Would you like? Alderman Revere, you pulled this out. You don't have a preference. You want to? Why don't you start out by explaining the, certainly can just the original budget, what has happened, and how we have solved it okay. with this recommendation? Sure. So uh, originally we started out with, um, in September 2016, uh, resolution to authorize uh, us to enter into a, a design contract with Grace USA. That was for a 450 stall garage with a potential build out future expansion of 600 or even the potential for that to be built all at once. Um, but that initial contract and budget was for that 450 stall garage. Uh, we were still in the process of uh, working with American Family and Gephardt and negotiating that contract. They were still working on uh, developing their proposals. And as their projects grew, uh, we also identified that the uh, parking structure would need to grow as well and, and to provide enough space for some public parking. Uh, so it, at that time, it was also uh, made a lot more sense and was more efficient to design the full 600 at once rather than build 450 and uh, incur higher costs to do an addition later. Uh, so that uh, was approved then in November 1st of 2016, and the um, opinion of probable cost was an additional $3 million, so a total project budget of $16 million. Uh, again, as we began our design workshops with the GRAVE team, uh, and as some of the program requirements became known, we were able to get um, much more refined cost estimates. 
And the, the initial estimates that we received um, looked like there was a likelihood that they would be coming in high with the costs of uh, concrete. We also um, had the larger parcel that we purchased, which is an additional approximately $200,000 that was approved by council and authorized to spend that additional 200000 However, it didn't increase the project budget any. Uh, so, so again, as we um, refine those concepts, we asked the grave team also to look at options uh, in that early design process, the pre-design phase, and identify some cost savings options based off of that, the early design concept. So they, they came back with um, a number of options to reduce costs. Those included reducing the amount of glass used, uh, reducing the size of the commercial from essentially four stories. It's, it's two 22-foot uh, stories. So we reduced that to uh, the one 22-foot and then an 11-foot. Um, and, and again, looked at, uh, took some additional cost reductions on uh, reducing the glass in the parking garage stairwells as well. So with that, uh, we got to a, a total budget of 18,673,139. Uh, we've looked at a variety of funding sources to reduce that gap. Uh, it's also important to note that that estimate does include an 8% contingency. So um, there's a possibility that that contingency could be reduced, but uh, based on where we're at with cost estimates and design, we wanted to carry that higher 8% contingency. Um, the sources that we've identified are there's 85,000 from MG&E that was part of the uh, purchase and sale agreement with them that they would contribute 85,000 for remediation costs uh, that has not been allocated to the project, however. So it's, it's money that the city would be <laughs> receiving, um, but again, there, there was not a specific expense that that money was going to be allocated to. Um, 213,000, that's the additional cost from the land acquisition fund for the larger parcel. Uh, 300,000 in parks equipment, the parking access revenue control equipment can be absorbed in the park utilities current capital uh, budget for a, a project for that purpose at, at all garages. Uh, and then 592,393 in parking utility reserves and an additional one million in TIF-supported geo-borrowing. So with that, unless Matt wants to add anything, I would open it up for questions. Thank you. Thank you. First, I want to uh, appreciate the very helpful memo, and I appreciate uh, Matt, you sending that out to the council. Maybe it was just the OE, but I think the whole council right away I think when you identified the problem and the solution. So uh, I do want to acknowledge it and thank the, the project team for, for putting the memo together, which was helpful. With that said, my main question, since we are the Finance Committee, is about the funding sources. And um, I'm curious about the balances of each of these new proposed funding sources, um, because neither the fiscal note nor the memo speaks to what the balances are, for example, in parking utility reserves, parking revenue equipment, uh, line item, um, land acquisition fund. And then I had some follow-up questions about the TIF-supported GEO. So I don't know who wants to start, who has those balances, hopefully. 
Sure, I can start with the balances with uh, parking utility. Um, essentially, I, I believe we've got 2.3 million uh, budgeted in that parking access revenue control project. Um, this, uh, the, we're estimating the balance would be close to zero once we complete the project. We are um, planning on starting installation uh, actually in probably in May with Brayton Lot and, and then continuing with the other facilities with uh, that expected to be completed in uh, late summer, early fall. Um, but again, we do have that additional 300,000 that can uh, cover the uh, parks equipment for this garage as well. Um, so that project is, is designated solely for this type of equipment. And, and I would expect a project balance once uh, all of the installation is done to be close to zero or, or some um, a minor positive balance. Um, in terms of the reserves, currently they're projected at 18.5 million at 2018 year end. So that would be the 2019 starting balance and that uh, assumes, uh, you know, Judge Doyle, Capital East, that does not include this uh, potential amendment here. But with this additional money, we'd be looking at 17.9 million. And that was the last sentence on the memo. Correct. I appreciate that, Sabrina. So the, the 17.9 million figure, just so I understand how you get to that mm -hmm. amount, includes the additional appropriation for the GE replacement that the council approved at our last meeting. Mm -hmm. And it includes, doesn't include, well, it, I'm sorry, it wouldn't assume that the council adopts this resolution, the 17.9. That's correct. It would be 18.5 million if this were not approved, 17.9 if it were. Okay. And I know that when you we had that special Board of Estimates meeting about the GE replacement funding, uh, you spent a little time talking about uh, forecasting the future in terms of uh, revenue projections, revenue enhancements. As following the cycle that your predecessors mm -hmm. and the TPC have followed, and then the timeline for when we ultimately might be able to get to Lake Street mm -hmm. uh, garage replacement. Could you generally speak to those issues as you did when we talked about GE? Uh, yes. So so in general, um, we're uh, generating about 4 to $5 million, uh, in reserves each year. That's based on the last couple of years. Uh, we do have a, a scheduled rate change uh, that would uh, take place mid-year 2018. The rate change package hasn't been developed yet. Uh, that will be based on a review of the last couple years' occupancies, and we'll be developing that. But uh, there will be a system-wide rate change proposed. Uh, also, additional revenue with the, the Cappy's Garage coming online and uh, potential for uh, with the additional 50 garage or 50 spaces there we'd be looking at uh, 100 spaces solely available for public parking and those would be charged at an hourly rate uh, that the TPC will be establishing uh, so that would be uh, you know again an additional revenue source that had not been anticipated prior to this garage increasing in size and um, as well as, you know, we know that there will be some special event revenue at, at this facility as well. 
Um, so, so in terms of timing with the, the six million and for the new GE, uh, basically that looks like about a year and a half of, of revenues. So, uh, and that's based on what we're generating now. Um, so in terms of uh, delay, that additional money we'd estimate would be one to two years in terms of timing for Lake. Can you say what a very general estimate would be for Lake Street replacement? Uh, well, we had discussed putting um, some planning design money in for 2018, um, probably looking at design money in 2019 or early 2020. So I'd say 2020 to 2021, uh, looking at that project. But I'll, I'll have better numbers when we uh, get our capital budget prepared. Mm-hmm. You think potentially it's a one-year delay as a result of capital east? Uh, as a in terms of the planning money, capital uh, east? Um, no, this delay. No. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. The Judge Doyle would be the six million dollars additional. That was the one to one and a half year delay. Um, this additional money would be, you know, a couple of months uh, in terms of the. 592000 for capital okay. Thanks for the clarification. So sure. the cost overrun for for capital East would not result in further delays in your No capital significant plan. further delays, correct. Yeah. Okay. And then do you, Matt, do you have or finance staff have, mm -hmm. can speak to the land acquisition fund? Yes. So uh, currently I believe the land acquisition fund has – um, approximately $2.2 .2 million uh, in the funds. So uh, if we expend $1.2 million for the capital East district structure, we would still have approximately $1 million in that fund. Thank you. And then could you speak to the um, issue of the TIF-supported GO, not so much the history that we know that it can be supported through the through the um, you know, land use approval uh, for the size of Kephart's project and the American Family project, but but more generally the condition of TID 36 and sure and the payback and how long. Sure. So uh, so TID 36 um, is is currently performing well. Um, it has a positive increment that continues to grow as all of the projects within the district continue to come online. Uh, Last uh, summer, in the context of this project, uh, uh, my colleagues uh, on the TIF staff team uh, prepared a model uh, for all the anticipated uh, development that was occurring uh, within the district and the likely increment that could be generated and uh, what we uh, believed we could support uh, initially and then in the long term uh, in, in terms of, of TIF support. Um, and as such, uh, we put together a uh, budget proposal uh, for the council uh, that called on uh, $7 million to be TIF-supported GEO. In other words, GEO that we knew uh, that increment from the projects that were immediately before us could help to fund. And then an additional uh, $5 million of, of potential uh, reimbursable GEO uh, that we didn't have a specific source of TIF at the moment, 
but that uh, should additional development materialize within the district, uh, we could retroactively reimburse ourselves using TID funding. What's before you this evening is a proposal to uh, provide um, an additional uh, million dollars of TID-supported borrowing as, as part of this budget. Uh, and the reason that we've added that is that we've already identified um, that uh, the Gephardt project, uh, the Cosmos, is going to have a much larger office component than what was modeled uh, last summer when we were taking a look at that TIF run. And we believe we can support an additional uh, million dollars uh, out of the TIF to have a total of $8 million of, of TIF-supported debt versus seven. Now, that being said, um, it is correct that you know, um, you know, one could have uh, used that extra million dollars of, of newfound increment to reimburse ourselves for some of the previous five that we had indicated would be reimbursed. Um, so it, it's not uh, entirely accurate to say that it's it's a million dollars of, of brand new money, um, but it is um, a million dollars of additional TID debt that can be supported from these projects. Thank you. I, I think I have one last question for Sabrina that just occurred to me. Mm -hmm. Did you say earlier, Sabrina, that um, this does not change the program as presented previously to the council and BOE and TPC as it relates to the actual programming um, and, and the rate structure in in Capital East? I'm just, and just I'm just thinking back to all the controversy over the performing arts venue and and when how much parking would be available to the public special event parking mm -hmm. and those rates and everything sure so um, it changes the program in I guess in terms of providing additional public parking so the um, but it 100. is consistent with the program which said uh, we are anticipate building a 600 stall garage uh, 550 would be available, or would be leased, and 50 would remain available for the public at all times and evenings <coughs> and weekends. Um, it also is stated in that agreement that any additional number of spaces that would be built would go for public parking. So these are the additional spaces. We started with um, a minimum of 50 that we knew we would have for public transient uh, at all times. This adds another 50, so we'll have about 100. 100 spaces available at all times and, and the rates will be set in the future by TPC and it's still your intention to recommend to the TPC that special event parking rates would be charged at the new Capital East garage consistent with rates closer to the Capitol Square correct so uh, the current rate is eight dollars uh, when we do bring that rate proposal forward in the Cap East um, rates will probably be getting introduced um, by later this year putting that uh, proposal together so that there's a, a rate structure in place when when this garage opens but uh, it is my intent that it would be the eight dollar special event fee as it is at all other facilities and that uh, if that should change at, at any point that that rate also would be consistent and in terms of the the daily lease rate that the office users Mm -hmm. have, have negotiated with us that also remains unchanged? That remains unchanged uh, for the first 15 years. So uh, it's uh, a set rate structure for the, the first 15 years with 
uh, scheduled rate increases every five years. In year, I believe it's in year 16, uh, those monthly rates will be established by TPC just as they are at, at all of our facilities now. So they get turned over to uh, whatever monthly uh, permit parking rate would be available for the public at the rate that the leases would pay. Great. Thank you both very much mm -hmm. for your responses. Sabrina, I got one question or item that's not really related but inferred in this. Mm -hmm. Could you, as we start looking at the Lake Street ramp, tell us your recommendation in the next few months as to how we're going to mitigate uh, roughly three years probably from demolition to completion of the new Lake Street ramp? Uh, when we've had these issues in the past, they've mostly been on the ramps around the square, and we were able to manipulate so that when the Dayton ramp was under rebuilding for the new two stories, we could use the other ramps around the square when we did the revitalization of the Doty ramp, same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we're going to do that uh, for anything like the kinds of activities we had yesterday, uh, Sunday and Saturday, where State Street was just packed, or what we might do when there's UW or WIA athletic events, uh, not to mention the regular weekly parkers. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've given this some thought, but uh, can you give us some idea as to what's going to happen? Sure. Well, I, I can't give you that exact information no, I'm not now, for but it today. I can certainly yeah. come back with that. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? Seeing none on the question, which is adoption, all those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Motion carries. That takes us to item 32. Have a motion, please. Move adoption. Is there a second? There is. Motion second. is second. I don't know. It looks Clay like he's going to let you come up here by yourself. Oh, Chief, you okay? <laughs> Could you guys identify yourselves and why don't you give us a little presentation as to what's taking place? Assistant Chief Clay Christensen. John Evans with City Engineering. So. I guess this is it. In regards to the resolution, it was more of an informative or uh, trying to get a feel of the council because it is 2018 monies that we're trying to increase, not 2017. Um, we're changing the scope a little bit to add some design to try to uh, eliminate the future need of a uh, um, development center, which in the past we've been adding into the uh, capital budget request. And with this resolution, we feel like we can get into design and add an additional approximately three bays of uh, apparatus space, which would uh, um, hopefully help us out on our training so we wouldn't need the additional building in the future. Along with that, we're going to be adding an additional, I think it ends up being 2,000-plus square foot of community room area on the preliminary design, which is uh, 
which was found through our RESJI study that it was needed in that part of the city. So we did that study in 2015, I believe, and that's what we came out along with some other things, but this was one of the things we felt we could uh, incorporate into this design. So basically we're adding the $5 million that was basically in there is it's it's a combination because we also it was the number was set about two years ago and we haven't increased it with inflation obviously that along with the community center or community room and the additional apparatus space or training space within the building is going to need a little bit more money so we're requesting for our preliminary estimates was about 1.25 million dollars more to incorporate all that into it as of uh, what our engineers are telling us at this time. Very good. Thank you. Questions? Discussion? Paul McKinney. Thank you very much. Um, I absolutely do understand the, the need for having um, the fire station, so I'm 100% supportive of that. The piece that gives me pause and that I also support is the addition of the community room. Uh, being an alder for, uh, for a district that has absolutely no space for the community to come uh, together for community building, I understand the need to have that. I also understand that um, we brought that proposal before the Finance Committee and ultimately before the Council to add an additional space to the Griffs area to provide exactly what you're talking about. And uh, the council chose not to, um, to approve of that. Um, I think that that was a mistake um, because there is a need for a community gathering space. I am um, saddened that it did not happen on our, our side, um, but I certainly will hope to, to push and talk about the importance of it as we are building this vision for this new space um, and to make sure that it is appropriately built when we start investing those kinds of dollars rather than waiting and said, oh, we should have done. So I'm bringing, bringing it forward because I didn't advocate it strong enough for the southwest side and the building of Griffs, but I certainly will advocate for it in the building of the fire station because I understand in that district talking with that alder there is absolutely no place for that community to have a space a community room a place where you can come and gather and build a sense of community and it seems since that we're in this design phase it really makes sense to do it now where the um, the costs and overruns, I mean, if we decide to do it later, will cost significantly more. So I'm speaking out, supporting it, and just to let you know that I will be pushing it because I didn't advocate strong enough for this on my side of, of, uh, of the city. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Further discussion on the question of adoption? Alderman Rum. You mentioned the fiscal note, but just to go over a little bit more about uh, the, what next steps we'll need to take with Madison College uh, moving forward if the training facility mostly function mostly stays with them. Yeah, so right now I think we've got a lease with Madison College for 60000 a year. 
So once this is complete, we feel like we'd be able to save money by getting out of that lease. And right now we've just renewed it as a year-to-year -year basis so we can get out of it fairly easy when 2018 to 19 with the completion of this. We'd still, uh, we'd still have the ability to use that property, but we wouldn't have our classroom there and so on. We'd sure, you know, use this community space and whatever as a joint type of uh, training facility also. So we would uh, anticipate getting out of that lease in a few years. Completely or just mostly? Yeah, because we're still part of the Dane County is what we feel, so we'd be able to use certain aspects of the uh, training center, or MATCs, just like any other community fire department, you know, on, but it, we wouldn't have the space there, but we'd be able to use their training field. Thank you. Further questions or discussion? Alderman Revere. Thank you. So I have a, a number of questions because we've discussed this for at least four years. It, it goes back in 2013 that the city purchased the Dairy Drive land, and obviously uh, fire department management has been strongly advocating for this training facility for years now. So congratulations on getting the buy-in uh, from the alder of the district and the mayor, and, and I anticipate the whole council uh, on, on this solution. So early congratulations on that. My, my real question, just because we've sat through board of estimates meetings over those years, so many discussions about what was needed for an employee development center, I, I really was um, surprised to see the whereas clause that reads, if this additional training space is included in the project, the Employee Development Center building identified as part of the site master plan study would no longer be needed, resulting in significant cost savings for the city. And then, Clay, you testified moments ago that there wouldn't be any further. I want to make sure I heard you correct. There would be no further request in the future for the six either short-term or long-term for, for for additional the $6 training. Dollars for the additional building, correct. So there are going to still be props. I mean, obviously, we're going to build that was one of my questions. things of that sort, along with the training that would be spread out throughout the years. But so I'm sorry, I should let no, you finish. But that's, uh, you know, we would need those even in addition to the $6 million training facility, whether it be three, four years out at uh, Burn Tower, um, just smaller structures that we do uh, roof ventilation simulations on where similar to the uh, structures that are out at MATC a little bit, fairly uh, low-cost items other than the uh, burn towers, the, you know, expensive. My recollection was that you said the burn, or you or your predecessors had said in the past that the burn tower would be $1.1 million. Correct. Yep. So, that range. so we don't misunderstand and are shocked when we yeah, see capital budget now. requests in future years. You are saying today that you will be requesting additional money to beef up the employee development center. Yeah, I mean they'll be. Yeah, it would. So it it, it eliminates the six million dollar structure. The other uh, props are still going to be down the line, spread out down the line for requests. Yes, and that of that, the major significant one would be the burn tower down the line at approximately the 1.1 estimate. The other things like the, what I'm talking about, even the roof simulator type of thing. I mean, if I had to guess, guess numbers on it, it'd be fifty thousand type of structure. You know, fifty thousand to a hundred thousand type of dollar 
requests, not millions or not hundreds of thousands for things of that sort. So when, when you responded to Alder Person Rommel's questions about Madison College and saying that we'd be able to completely end our lease, you believe, and uh, utilize though their field, including the burn tower, as 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 a department in as we County. transition, yeah. I mean, I, ideally, we would have a burn tower on our on our site eventually for our training of our recruits and training of our incumbents. Yeah. Can I just always always and um, I just like to come back to Alder Rummel's question in that um, our programs and I, I've said this all along, even when we left MATC when we had that great debate, our programs will always be intertwined. In other words, when we train our firefighters, we train them internally, we have to go through the school to get them certified, whether it's through fire training or EMS training. Uh, the state of Wisconsin does not allow the Madison Fire Department to um, provide the certification piece. The VOTEC system and um, the state tech board control that. Uh, there's only one other department in the state um, that's allowed, and that's the city of Milwaukee and they've told us numerous times that they would never um, recreate that debacle, if you will, ever again with another agency. So our programs will always be tied together with MATC. And the idea behind props, if we come to this body and ask for money in the future, um, is to complement what MATC already has and what the taxpayers of Madison have already paid for it at Madison College. Um, we wouldn't recreate what they have. We're going to be complementary so that both agencies can still cross over and use props um, from each other. Does that make sense? To both of us? Yeah, yeah to either one of you or to anybody. Yeah, makes sense to me. So, yeah. so just some follow-ups and, and starting with Madison College uh, here, then continuing. So Madison College does not currently charge Departments no. to use their exercise field? No. No. Including the burn tower? That's correct. Our, our, our and including us. Maybe, maybe I'm speaking out of mm -hmm. turn. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chief. But our relationship with Madison College has improved considerably in the last two years. Yeah. Yes. And Since a certain dean moved to Colorado. Possibly. That had a, a big uh, Im impact on our relationship. In fact, I would probably argue that it's stronger now than it has been in the last probably 25 years. And they have um, but they've had some tremendous leadership changes at the school, starting at the top with Dr. Daniels. I mean, he truly believes in the investment um, of the school that they make in their students, and I think he's done a great job at selecting deans that follow that vision. And they certainly have invested a lot in their public safety facilities. They have. It's they have. Quite and, beautiful. And we take full advantage of it every day. Um, but. If you'll remember to the great debate um, a few years ago, I didn't feel it was right that they essentially made us pay twice for what uh, the taxpayers of Madison were burdened with with the uh, referendum that we all approved. Um, and for those, for your colleagues that weren't there, just a historic lesson is, is they basically passed the referendum to invest in this public safety building and then came to Madison and said, oh, but we want an additional $1.3 out of you. And I think Mayor Soglin would agree that that just wasn't right. So that's why we had all the friction and tension. But um, our programs will always be together, and we always have to remember that.
Mm-hmm. So, and I, I appreciate uh, all those responses. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, other departments, I remember, again, going back to our previous discussions about the need for the Employee Development Center, that one of the arguments you made, Chief, was, or Chief's plural, was uh, that, like the Madison Police Department, is deriving revenue from offering training at their facility and and uh, offers that to departments for a fee, I guess, around the region, maybe even the state, that we could do the same here. Is that with the program that's outlined in this resolution, is that still very much the case? Or it, it very much it would, is. It would be, so it's really more the field exercises, including a burn tower, or is it really just having the actual huge apparatus floor and the large, large classroom that... It's, it's really all of it. So um, a side note to the bigger apparatus floor, we have our physical agility testing that, that we do um, annually now, um, and that needs to be in a controlled environment so that everybody has the same test and that everything is equal. In years past when we've done it outside, it, it could go from rain to snow to 90 degrees to 30 degrees all in a matter of about a five-day period in the month of May. And, and um, that's not very equitable for anybody that takes the test. So the whole test would move indoors with this additional space um, for the apparatus bay. Currently, we use the, um, the uh, South Point um, Streets Division building, the new warehouse that's on South Point Drive. Um, for, and and only part of it then is inside. Before that was demolished. Yeah. yeah. So um, back to your to your original question, um, can you remember what it was now? Because I forgot. <laughs> yeah. How, how much will this program that's in the enterprise resolution here? Piece. Yeah. Will you do you still envision training other departments and re- yeah. deriving revenue from that? Yeah. And so currently in the state of Wisconsin, the only um, training that occurs is really through the Votex system. There's no specialty type training, so um, just to, to pull one out, like an engine company operation class that's maybe 16 hours long, uh, there, there are no agencies that train just on engine company operations in the state. And so there's an opportunity statewide to do specialty type weekend classes or a couple of weekday classes and things like that, uh, similar to what our friends in the police department do where they do really special, unique trainings for the, for the craft. Um, outside of that, the state VOTEC system really controls all training that occurs. And most firefighters in Wisconsin have to go outside the state to get um, specialty-type training. Uh, a big hub is, um, is in Champaign, Illinois, with the uh, Illinois Fire Service Institute. Um, so... You know, we feel that there's definitely a need, and I think, you know, as people have pointed out to me that these enterprising accounts are great, but they they never really make money, and I'm not going to go in with blinders on and say ours is different because it's it's not. It's not going to be a, a solve-all, be-all for the city's operating budget by any means, um, but it could potentially produce some general training revenue uh, that the fire department could potentially realize. Mm-hmm. And so, again, going back again to our previous discussions on this, this, 
program that's in the resolution before us mm-hmm. would would really capture your wish list that you had presented to us over the last several years in terms of the square footage. So by having this large apparatus floor and we're calling it community room, but it's really a large classroom. And how many mm-hmm. would the classroom seat? Um, to begin with, with a actually expanding, uh, you could expand it even. A flexible space, so right off there's tables and chairs, there's 60, but it's very expandable with some flexible partitions to make it even to a larger space. So over well over 100 possibly. I think I think around 100 would be would be fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, everything that Chief you would ask for in prior appearances is embodied in this efficient program, yeah. pre- except for the. Except for the prop building that's to come in future years as as we catch our breath on this thing, you know, as we catch our breath on this project. And um, so, yeah, and and we're done, I think, with structures, physical, occupiable structures on this this site at that point. And then back to the exterior, the are the plans currently such that there would be a huge parking lot as part of this project, or would that be something that comes later? It's, uh, it's being designed as we speak. They've got a set number of parking spots for the size and the amount of community room and so on. There is the potential some on street parking, I believe we've right. discussed, and also parking right in the uh, facility or around the facility also. So, Do we know approximately how many off-street parking spaces I believe there would be John. Currently, we're about ten or twelve for station use. That because there's some overlap. You know, if you went to a double company out there, there would be six on, six off. They're coming at the same time, so there's some parking for staff. And then beyond that, I want to say it's around twenty. That's what I think around twenty stalls currently on the plan. So not that large, because again, you could, people could park on the street. I see. There's also a um, a church kitty corner to the. The, the property that um, we're potentially looking at an overflow, kind of an agreement with them. We're, oh. we're look currently re- really early phases of looking into it, if it's possible to have an agreement with them to oh, uh, to use their parking lot for overflow. And and so with this, um, I'll call it, I guess it's your, it's fair to call them Station 14 and Employee Development Center. You would would the department still need all of the land that the city purchased, or is there any chance that you don't need as much land as <laughs> was purchased? Well, that's a great question, and we talked about it um, in Mr. Schmineke's long-range facilities planning meeting um, two weeks ago now. And I think right now um, we'd like to just be in a holding pattern on the land. But certainly the three and a half acres across Dairy Drive on the would be on the west side um, would most likely go back into the land bank at some point in the I wouldn't say near future but um, in the future. the 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 issue with that is that um, there's that if you'll remember the high pressure gas line that runs. Oh yeah, I remember that now. Cuts across the the lot. And so the buildable area on that three and a half acres is relatively small. Um, so we'd have to have larger di- discussions, most likely uh, with staff, on on its potential and future use. 
but I think for right now until the dust settles we'd probably like to keep it um, in the department so that enhanced exterior training area would all be anticipated to be on the station 14 and development center side of the street not correct you would never you wouldn't have the burn tower someday across the street there shouldn't be enough land on that side no. yeah and, and it, um, the burn tower and those props wouldn't fit well in the neighborhood scheme um, because that lot is pretty wide open and exposed from femrite and dairy drive so you know i think is, is that door locked yeah there's somebody at the window Oh, it's, it's so um, okay. out of respect to the neighborhood <laughs> and the traffic and things like that. Um, prop work right on Femrite wouldn't wouldn't be very good, and so on the east side of the property we're able to kind of tuck it in um, a little bit better and hide it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just close and put you on the spot. When do you think that would be the earliest? We'd see a capital budget request from your department for props, especially the million dollar burn tower. I think uh, Mayor Soglin had the million tower million dollar burn tower in for and and either one of you can help me, but I think it was 2020, 2021. It got pushed out into future years. And I think we're good with that. I mean we're coming up on 2018 and to get the dust settled, that's a year or two out from having this project completed um, and you know realistically I think uh, the phasing approach is appropriate in this project um, so you know we might see some other props that you know, one of the things that our tech rescue needs is a, a collapsed building pile and a, a lot of that can be done at pretty low cost because we you basically um, put a series of concrete tubes together and then dump debris on it and um, there's not a lot of cost with that so so it definitely would be in the SIP though yeah so it would be in the next five yep, years absolutely would, we'd include it in you the would SIP and, and um, we'll keep it in there as long as uh, the mayor will let us and, and you and your colleagues allow it to be in there Maybe if you call it a community tower, you'll have a better chance. You could call it a community <laughs> tower. Um, well, and I, I think it should be noted that uh, an MPD will certainly partner with us um, because they have a lot of tactical things that they, they could utilize it for. There's a tower at uh, Volk Field currently that's used by fire and police. It would, be, it would not be what MATC has or Madison College has currently, but more suited for... Um, Metro Fire Department, Metro Police Department tactics. Oh, I see. That's the cost. Yeah. Because the, the one that at MATC doesn't look like a million dollars. But, but it, it was. I'm guys going by. Oh, yeah. it was a million dollars. Yeah. So. I think it was 1.2 million oh. for the big one and close to a million for the small one. Right. Well, thank you all very much. Congratulations again, as I said. <laughs> I didn't think there was in the adopted budget. That got, pushed that got yeah. taken out last year, I think. Right. No. So Baldwin that wasn't in 16 either. Okay. Thank you, Mayor. <laughs> um, I actually have a question for the Mayor. Um, in the fiscal note, the first paragraph, the last sentence, talks about adding $1.25 to the 
2018 capital budget and just since he often is reminding us about our fiscal duties not to overspend, I just wanted to ask what your thoughts are on this. Well, I've fought a losing battle for three or four years on this and several other projects, but given the long-term costs, I think that this is the most efficient thing to do. That, uh, that this, this is a logical extension of the decisions that were made by a majority of the council. Thank you. And, and, and it will take, I, I'll tell you right now, it will affect my uh, recommendations in total for 2018. In other words, when I set limits as to what the geo borrowing will be for the 2018 capital budget, with this already locked in, that's uh, a decision that'll impact other projects. Thank you. Yes. Um, when we were deliberating, talking about our community centers, we spent a lot of time talking about that. There was a a segment to say that there would be no additional uh, community center added until there there was someone hired yes. for that position. Is that does that need to be removed? Because obviously we've not. The council that. can can honor it or not honor it as it wishes. I will not honor it. Um, I will not take that into account when preparing the budget. The council's made two efforts in this area, neither of which are realistic. The first was the report that it demanded from the staff to provide a scientific data-driven methodology for determining how community centers should be ordered in terms of priorities. The staff spent about a year on it, a good deal of time. It provided a modified report. When that failed, the council then went ahead and created the position that you're talking about, uh, saying, well, let's hire an expert in this field. And the bottom line is this. We recruited, we worked as hard as we could to find someone. There aren't people with that skill set out there. I went out on my own, separate from HR, contacted multiple cities, talked to people in the field, and they said that doesn't exist. Um, there, there, there is no way. There are things you can do. You can uh, mathematically look at impacts within the community. You can use data-driven uh, formulas based on uh, crime, based on poverty, based on the number of children. But when you're done with it, no one can defend it as saying that that's the correct metric to determine who comes first. And my feeling is we are going to be wasting years trying to fix something or create something that to date no one has been able to create. We're simply going to have to make decisions and say, yes, let's get started because if there's five centers that we all agree on ought to be built in the next ten years, we have two paths to go on. One path is to start building them, not knowing for sure which one was the highest priority. 
in which case maybe in 10 or 12 years we'll have them done. And the other is to go down this futile effort to determine mathematically, scientifically, how they ought to be ordered, in which case 10 to 12 years from now, we're going to still have nothing done. Further questions or discussion? Alderman Rowe. This sort of started me thinking about the, how are you thinking of programming this community space? It's obviously not a community center, but is it something that you imagine, or maybe it's too soon to say what you'd imagine, but you know, could it be that some other entities could use it for programming during the week, or you know, have you thought through the use of this space in any detail? No, and I think what, what um, once we get approval um, and we get kind of the parameters set, um, I think we'll take it back through another RESJI study. When we did the original um, study in 2014, I believe it was, we were truly all over the board on what could be from splash pads to laundry mats to um, uh food pantry to a swimming pool, you know, that's what the things that the community were saying would be integral here to a, like a small city hub. One of the big things that really perked my interest and interested me was the school district was at our, our community meeting that we had and they said, you know, we need a place in that area that we can meet with parents um, outside of school because they have so many transportation challenges. And so what, what I would envision is when we get the building design set to really take another look at it and say, all right, these are the things that, that we can provide. We maybe aren't going to be able to provide a food pantry or a laundromat or those types of things, but if we look at it as a true meeting place in the neighborhood for community programming, um, maybe we can take five or six of those things and say, this is where it happens. Right, So I think there's more work to be done around the RESJI kind of study and concept of it. And, um, you know, getting this kind of finalized is the first step in there. So we'll bring the experts back in to help us walk through that process and figure out what exactly we can identify. But the school district thing really struck me. Um, and I mentioned that to the designers when they were working on this concept that, you know, we need smaller private rooms as well as this big meeting room um, for teachers to meet with their students and their, their parents. Okay. And so you're getting back to us to be next year as part of this process, or what, what timing do you think for that? Um, I would think this fall um, we can look at it again. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And we have a, a public meeting scheduled on May 8th um, at Fire Station 5, which is the closest facility um, to this location. So we're the uh, Alder DeMarb, Alder Carter, um, I believe I'm, I believe Alder Aarons as well are in the process of notifying um, citizens in their districts. And so we're hoping to gather some input at, at that point too, because it really is important to stay on our construction to stay on a construction schedule that gets the station open on the timeline that we have to gather that input as soon as possible to make those decisions while we're designing the facility the summer and into the fall. I agree. Thank you. Further discussion? 
Seeing none, we'll come to a vote on the adoption. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. <coughs> Desk is clear. Take a motion to adjourn. Is there a second? second? There is. Motion is second. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Thank you.